Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's Michelle, guys. Uh, it's always Michelle. Every single always. time since March 18 when we started this here show. Oh my God, we were just such young, vibrant babies back then. Right? Oh man, it's been a it's been a heck of a journey, and it isn't over yet, and no end in sight. We've got a good movie for you today to talk about or maybe a bad movie to talk about though we'll find out when we talk about it michelle what are we talking about today we're talking about sissy and i can confirm it is most definitely a movie it is a movie so of course if you're tuning in for the first time uh i should just let you know that what we do here on we watch shutter is we watch shutter uh which is a streaming service for horror and horror related stuff uh kind of like netflix but for scary things uh, we watch their original and exclusive releases that they're pretty good about putting out uh, pretty much every week, and we talk about what we thought of them. And today, we're talking about a movie called Sissy. Uh, I'm going to read you the description of the movie right straight from the Shutter website, so you get a vibe for it the exact way they wanted you to, and then we're going to talk about it. Are you ready, Michelle? I'm always ready, JD. Are you really? Because I'm not. That's no, uh, God. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to. If you're always I'm ready. starting to. I'm trying to. Uh, you know, give that extra pep to give the impression, and then maybe the rest of my body will follow along. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Well, yep. let's see what this does for us. Sissy, co-directed and co-written by Hannah Barlow and Kane Sennis. Uh Cecilia, aka Sissy and Emma were teenage BFFs who were going to grow old together and never let anything come between them. That is until Emma's new friend Alex did just that. When Cecilia became the target of Alex's bullying, her act of self-defense left Alex horrifically wounded and forced Cecilia and Emma apart. Twelve years later, Cecilia is a, su a successful social media influencer living the dream of an independent modern millennial woman until she runs into Emma for the first time in over a decade and her world is turned upside down. Darkly comedic and unnervingly savage, Sissy is a satirical look at millennial self-victimization in the social media age. A Shudder original. Michelle! Yeah? Hit us with your spoiler-free thoughts on Sissy. Well, I think everything I say will be spoiler-free after that description. Why do they tell us so much information? Stop it. Stop it. But uh, knowing that I went into this not reading that description, which gives away way too much information, I really enjoyed this. Welcome to Social Anxiety September. We have had three movies in the form of Who Invited Them, Speak No Evil, and Sissy, all of which prey on our deepest fears of being disliked or rude or well, whatever it may be. Let's be clear, your deepest fears. <laughs> that is true. That is another social anxiety of mine that everybody feels the exact same thing that I do. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. At first, it was kind of disconcerting and off-putting with just everything being oversaturated and overbright and everything so zoomed in on faces. And then I realized like that is pretty much encapsulating what anxiety is all about, where everything is so much sensory overload. And I really started feeling anxiety watching their interactions and I feel like they really just captured that emotion really well and uh, I don't want to spoil too much but I will say that there are some very good practical effects in this movie so we will give it a well we I <laughs> will give it a 4.25 skull out of 5 skull rating 4.25 skulls 4 and a quarter from Michelle on Sissy uh, you want to know my spoiler free thoughts on Sissy Michelle 
I am nervous about them, but yes. Well, uh, well okay. Uh, here's my quick spoiler-free thoughts on Sissy, and then you don't have to be nervous anymore. This movie's funny as shit and gory as hell, and at first I was getting into it, and then there's a point in the middle where I was like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know if I like this. And then it came back around at the end, and I fucking love this movie, Five Skulls. Wow. I love this movie. This movie's fantastic. Oh. I, got, I, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Awesome, I thought awesome. it was so, so good yeah, on a my, number of levels. My my rating was mostly rewatchability. I don't foresee myself rewatching it, and but I will be recommending it to people. So 4.25 is solid for me, but you giving this a 5 is a huge compliment that I did I, not foresee. I loved this movie, and I, awesome. I, I think a big part of what I loved about it is there was that moment in the middle where I was kind of like, they almost lost me because I started... I started projecting, right, and started thinking about where things might be going, and all of my ideas were bad. And then it did nothing <laughs> that I thought it was going to be doing, and it became really awesome again. And I think that really amplified the experience for me. Yeah, I really dug this one a lot. Awesome. So uh, I guess if you have not seen this movie yet, you're probably going to want to hit pause and go watch it. Um, both of us would recommend it, it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so hit that pause button, but then come back when you're done so that you can hear us uh, break down in a lot more detail what we liked or did not like about this movie. So uh, I guess you could tell them to hit pause if you want to, J.D. I kind of hijacked. I've forgotten. No, that's, that's just fine. <laughs> you, you, uh, you knew where we were going, and I was happy to let you take us there. Hit that pause button right now. Okay, are you back? I hope you're back. I hope you came back, and I hope you loved this movie at least as much as Michelle did, hopefully as much as I did. Uh, which one of us should go first, Michelle? Uh, well, I, I have one kind of related, uh, okay. comment. You and I will be recording one of our final Spooktober episodes later today. Uh -huh. Um, and you were basically live tweeting me your reactions to that movie. <laughs> and I thought you were reacting to this movie that we just oh, watched. Oh, okay. Uh, That's interesting. I, oh. I did realize by like the second or third text, but you're when you're like, fuck, right. I, I hate this so much. A fucking kill me. This is negative score. <laughs> um, and I won't say the name of that movie. They're going to have to tune in because they don't know they'll which episode know it is. But, well, they'll uh, know in about a month. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But um, I just, I had to say that was a very delightful experience for me to be like why are you so mad about sissy <laughs> <laughs> yeah no this uh mm -hmm. i tell you what i gave it the five skulls why don't i just go off for a little while and then we yep. can let you talk about uh sort of uh, you go uh, your it. thoughts as well so uh sissy just in general give me give you a quick breakdown of the plot uh as if i need to after that review uh or that uh, that blurb from the shutter website that's basically uh what's going on here we start out we we meet cecilia uh, she's a social media influencer focused very much on inner peace and calm and self-affirmation and, and that sort of thing. Uh, just very, very positive, mellow vibes. Uh, and then very quickly, the story starts to get wild, right? And part of what's not cool about this long blurb on the website is this is all stuff, part of the backstory, or the backstory is part of the mystery of this movie, right? Like, as you go through it, it, you learn a little bit more and a little bit more along the way about what happened. Anyway, ultimately, Cecilia gets invited to Emma's, uh, it's called a Hen's Weekend. It's similar to, like, you know, uh, uh, they, she's uh, Emma's friend, or rather, Emma is getting married, and it's all of her and her closest friends getting together, sort of like the female version of a bachelor party, but it goes over a weekend, 
and Alex is there, and Cecilia is there, and there's this whole thing between them based on uh, Alex being terrible and Cecilia finally having enough of it, so she stabs her in the face with a gardening trowel, which, let me take a moment to talk about the special effects in this movie. Fucking great! Holy <laughs> shit, this movie is a is a gory mess, and they're super cool. It's not like all over the place and all the time, but when it hits them, it hits them good. Uh, I loved the gore in this movie. I thought it was really well done. That shot early on where you see Cecilia, uh, she's having the dream, and Alex just starts pushing her fingers up into her face. Holy shit! Because <laughs> they do that before you know what happened, right? Like, you've seen the scar, but you don't know how she got the scar. Fuck. The, yeah, the, the, the brutality of this movie when it happened was good. Ultimately, though, and of course, it's hilarious. I thought this movie was stupid funny. Just uh, <laughs> so laughable on a lot of the points. But uh, like I said, uh, it, like it, I, I was with it, and then it kind of lost me, and I came in, and that story is... The story that plays out here is very much a matter of, like, who's really the bad guy here, right? Because you yep. start out thinking Cecilia is the is the innocent uh, person going into the terrible situation. Like, for the longest time, I thought Alex was going to be the one bent on revenge. And then it turns into this comedy of errors where she's just accidentally killing people and then has to start deliberately killing people. And she's so devastated over it. But where <laughs> this movie really gets me is the thing that I was thinking the whole time finally gets said right at the end when Cecilia finally calls Emma on all of her fucking bullshit. Because frankly, once you understand the whole story, Emma is the real monster here. She's the reason all of this shit happened on both the the backstory and this story. And frankly, I don't think Emma got quite as much as she deserved. Uh, but it uh, it was such an interesting spin and unique spin on the slasher formula where it turns out the killer is also kind of the one we're, we're rooting for because we also sympathize with her like one of those I'm not saying she should have murdered all these people but I totally understand uh, kind of situations <laughs> and I love that she gets away with it I loved that element I love that she just gets away with everything and goes back. Because, look, the, I, again, I'm not saying you should definitely kill people who irritate you, but she was going out of her fucking way to not be that crazy, temper-ridden person that caused her to do that terrible thing. Because Emma's right, right? They were kids. Yeah, they made a, she made a terrible mistake, but they were kids. And then Emma throws her into this situation because she was just too damn nice to just, you know, say hi and then walk the fuck away. And now, uh, I'm, I'm rambling here, but I just, I can't say enough good things about this movie. I thought it had a lot of interesting things to say about uh, social media culture and just these empty, vapid people. None of these people in this movie are actually friends. Like, I get the feeling that none of them actually like each other in any way, except for Cecilia. She's the only one who was genuine in this whole thing. So it's kind of this awesome crossover slasher revenge fantasy thing. I've said enough. People are probably lost. They're like, JD, why are you still babbling? Michelle, talk about the movie for a while. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try to get to the things that you didn't cover, but there are surprisingly several things that I have on my list. Aisha D, who plays Cecilia, 
uh, just phenomenal. And I want to watch her in so many different things now. She just, yes. there was something about her where I just felt drawn in no matter which version of her character if we thought that she was just a kind person who had been bullied or if she had been doing the bullying or if now she was a crazed killer there was something where I was just constantly captivated by her and I really really enjoyed just watching her in general um and I want to see a lot more of what she does um well I would yeah and just to, to toss it like her expressiveness in those sequences is part of what sold me so much on never expecting her to actually end up being the killer right She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, she's great. And the whole time, like, she does such a great job of convincing you that she's just like, like, she's killing these people, but you honestly believe she really doesn't want to be killing these people <laughs> is really well done. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I ranted. <laughs> go, uh, go ahead. Uh, well, that's my other point is uh, you were, like, kind of convinced that she was just bullied, and I knew right away there was something up. I could tell, like, she was unhinged and I like that this movie kept me guessing of like how unhinged is she how unhinged is everybody else I knew she was not fully with it and I did not know like is everybody crazy it really it was hard to predict where this movie would go and I think that's a good thing because if everything I had thought wound up being true then I would have been very upset um it opens with a scene of her teaching her um like self-help guru class and she's writing or she's uh putting a rope around herself as a symbolism and I was really hoping that we were going to get into some shibari work in this movie and I just needed to put that as a side work a side note that I was really hoping that this was just going to be shibari as a meditative tool uh thrown into the middle of a horror movie and I just I would have liked to have seen that um <laughs> I was also hoping the pregnant woman in the supermarket would keep showing up because she backs into her once in in an aisle and then she almost hits her with a car and I totally expected her to be at the party <laughs> that callback when she almost hits her with the car in the parking lot is yep. fucking hilarious it's so good um I have a new fear of getting scalped in the bathtub oh my god yep yeah yeah, I did not have that previously. Uh, now I do. So thanks for that. Um, I also, okay, I knew that I loved this movie at the head pop moment. That is just, it's so, it's so quick. It's not really gory. It's quiet and subdued and makes it look so simple. And just you are like, talking about the second head pop, right? The the, the human car, head pop. yeah, the car, not the deer backing, head pop. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah. the 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 human head pop is just so subtle, yeah. and like you can tell it's really her, and then suddenly it isn't, and it just like the way they did that was just. I actually went like, whoa! <laughs> when I was like watching yeah. it because that was, yeah, was it was really well done. unexpected. I don't know. There was just something about how like easy and effortless they made that in the way like blood just automatically pours out her eyes that's crazy um i also want to know what hair dye they are using that both of them were able to dye their brunette hair pink um no easily kidding. without having to use bleach or anything i have questions and i need that product um that is just it's really important that people know like if that's a real thing get at me uh yeah, I think that's everything I can think of that you did not already cover because I had a, I had a list, but I mean, like, so much of this is just you have to see it. Um, you what really do you think do. the the funniest part of it was? Just the overall, like, her not to wanting me, to kill? The, no, the single funniest moment in this movie for me personally ties directly into the fact that I am such an incredible fan of slapstick, uh, and it's when the dude falls off the cliff. 
Like that long shot of watching (laughs) his body fall off the cliff. I fucking howled. I howled here in my in my house. It's so great. <laughs> that whole sequence, because like that's the first time, right, where he's like, you see, she really doesn't want it. And like it's shot in such a way that I'm still not convinced that that was that one was intentional. I think she was I think that was an accidental like she turned around too fast and she bumped his crutch and off the cliff he went. And I think it's at that point that she just decided, well, I already killed two of them. I might as well take care of the rest of them. Uh, but uh I did mention that there was a moment where this movie started to lose me, and it's because they do a very good job in the middle of this movie of making you think for a moment, or at least it did for me, like it felt like they were actually going to try and make uh, Cecilia the genuine villain here. <laughs> like like I, like they were trying to make me actually feel like she was a bad person and that these other people were somehow the victims. And I was like, you're not really going to go there, are you? And then, of course, it doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, uh, again, the, the things that Cecilia does are certainly not things that you want to approve of, but it's it's the most sympathetic slasher movie I have ever seen <laughs> in my life, and I loved it so much because what it is as a sympathetic slasher is it's also quietly a revenge fantasy. Uh, for those of us who like, I I related to that. So like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times I've wanted to stab a bitch in the face with a gardening trowel. Like, it, I mean, not literal, not exactly those details, but that. <laughs> this level is why of we record remotely because somebody, because <laughs> uh, somebody was just terrible, and uh, it definitely has that vibe of, uh, like. Yeah, all the, like to a certain extent, all of these people got exactly what they deserved, and she's so cleverly like that. I, it never even occurred to me that moment where she pulls up her phone and starts telling her her followers that Alex is the one who's doing all of this, and just turns it around. I thought it was it was just really cleverly written, and of course, you know, I love just slasher type movies in general, and so to see this as such a unique and original spin on a slasher which is such a fucking hard thing to do these days. I just, I ate this one up. I loved everything about it. I will definitely see it again. I'm definitely going to tell a lot of other people to see it. Another thing I want to mention, I love how casually LGBTQ this movie is. Like, like that's the kind of representation that we're ultimately trying to get to, right? Like, I think the movies that specifically have those characters, but then also specifically address those issues and struggles are really important. But I really like that this movie makes it very clear that pretty much every one of these characters on screen is is uh, is on that spectrum somewhere to some degree, but the movie is at no point whatsoever ever about that. I really liked that. I thought that uh, was just a nice detail in the in the in the presentation of the movie. I agree, but when I was watching it and seeing everybody wearing rainbows because this is an Australian movie, I went. Oh, apparently that's just a thing that they do at their Hindu. I did not realize that uh, oh. everybody just wears rainbows. And then I was like, oh, no, it's rainbows in the way that I know rainbows in America. Right, yeah, because uh, Emma's marrying a lady, you know. This, yeah, but uh, it, it wasn't yeah. until the one vagina forever that it really sunk in that I was like, Oh, it's those kind of rainbows. I didn't even consider it. I just went, Australian movie. Apparently, they really like rainbows for Bachelorette stuff. (laughs) I I do also, though, as much as I think this movie definitely wants you to ultimately relate with and somewhat sympathize with Cecilia, 
Uh, don't call her fucking sissy. Jesus, how many times does she have to tell you? Uh, but uh, I also like that... Uh, oh, God, where's the point I was just about to make? Why does this always happen to me, Michelle? There was a point I had uh, here Rainbows, LGBTQ, relating to sissy, uh, but don't call her sissy. Yeah. It, oh, uh, I, I, I got it now. Uh, okay. I like how it... Even though it, like she's the sympathetic center of the film, I do also like... That uh, that implication and theme of like uh, we should we should maybe be concerned of these overly super positive, super supportive, non uh, educationally trained armchair psychologist influencers because they might secretly be crazy people. And so maybe we should. I, I liked that sort of like subtle dig there as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. I'm so happy I got to see this one today. Uh, uh especially considering what we're going to be talking about later today, uh, <laughs> that these people will hear in about a month. So you needed yeah, this was a, a fantastic point. movie. Um, Hannah Barlow, one of the directors and writers of this movie was also part of two sentence horror stories and she did the Michelle segment and the Michelle segment is called guilt trip. So apparently I really, really like this lady and I have to go check that out. So that's she my also final played comment. Emma. Did she? Oh yep, yeah, she, she did. Yep. I didn't even look. I just, she played Michelle in guilt trip and I got really excited when I saw that and I completely skipped past like, yep. oh, she also starred in the movie. That we yeah, debut watched. feature from uh, from Hannah Barlow and, and mm-hmm. Kane Senes. They, they both share writing and directing credit on this one and I am mm-hmm. immediately a fan. Uh, they have one other movie that they put out prior to this one that again, they both co-wrote and co-directed together that I'm definitely going to go check out. I don't even know if it's a horror movie. Uh, uh, but I, I, and I don't think it is based on the, what a little bit I read about it. Uh, but I'm going to go check that out and I'm definitely interested to see more of what these guys do in the future. This was a fantastic fun moment for me. I loved it. Is that for now that you're talking about as uh, other movie that they put together? Yes. For now. I believe okay. is okay. Yeah, it, from I like the synopsis. Yeah. It just says four twenty somethings take a road trip through California to not find themselves. So right. I will also check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing that. So uh, yeah. very, very absolute highest recommendations for Sissy. Check this one out. I think you're going to love it. I agree. I don't think we really <laughs> need to say a whole lot more about it, guys, uh, except mm. Jesus, don't call her Sissy. <laughs> no, no, you won't like it at uh, all. But yeah, I, I need I to mean, know what hair products they're using that can get their hair immediately pink. I have questions and for I need sure. answers. For mm-hmm. sure. So, uh, um, I don't. Oh well. Don't forget. Of course, we're like two days away now from Spooktober kicking I off. I am so excited. We have we have a new episode every single day for 31 days. We're gonna keep up with the new releases, but we're also going back to pick up a bunch of them that came out before we started the show. Some of these episodes, I like to keep reminding people, were recorded all the way back in April, and so man, we were real green. You're going to have to cut us some slack a little bit for the first couple of these while you listen through them. I think they're still good quality content. It just may be, I don't know, a little awkward and weird. Am I, am uh, I wrong, Michelle? Some of those really early ones are my all-time favorite ones we have recorded so far, though. 
Oh, true. I'm really yeah, looking I mean, for, forward to day two, I think it is. Yeah, yeah that's, day that's, two that's of October. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm really looking forward to a bunch yeah. of those getting released because I laughed when I listened to them. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to be doing another panel mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Very last minute, we got uh, we got contacted about doing another panel coming up at ValleyCon uh, here in Fargo mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, we're going to be on Sunday afternoon, is it? At 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. And we decided that since Bill Mosley is one of the guests of honor uh, at ValleyCon this year, uh, we're going to do kind of a career retrospective and favorite moments in the films of Bill Mosley. And we're going to, you know, if you happen to be at ValleyCon, we would love you to come check out the panel because we're going to invite people to share their favorite Bill Mosley moments as well. And we're just all going to have a big celebration old Bill together. Not to be confused with William Mosley from Raven's Hollow last week. Completely different dude, as it turns out. Yeah. Maybe if we try real hard, we can get Bill Mosley to come into the panel and we can ask him what he thinks about this William Mosley character. And he'll be like, that's my son. I listened to your episode and I did not like it. Oh, man. Wait, is that really his son? Did you oh, do some research no, and no find idea. this out? I didn't, I didn't look it up. Oh, but God, man. Oh God okay. I don't know that it isn't his son. You know, now I'm nervous. I, I, I started doing some research uh, uh, just looking at, at Bill Mosley's uh, career here because he's been in way more movies than I can even remember. He's, he's been a very prolific dude. That guy right now in uh, between pre-production currently in production and post-production has 13 movies that he's involved with what the Mm -hmm. shit that man loves to work i am a huge bill mosley fan he's great i have his autographed i have a cameo i got for my birthday of him um and i am just really excited to like see him down the hallway and then run away in terror is it safe to say that you're uh you're an otis driftwood bill mosley fan Oh yes, absolutely. Like that's as where well that's as, where you're really uh, connected with him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really connected to that character. I was like, this right. Is well, me. you know what I mean. <laughs> where you, you uh, really became a fan of Bill Mosley was that character? Yeah, House of the House of a Thousand Corpses is one of my all-time favorite movies. Also, Repo the Genetic Opera, fucking yep. love it. Devil's Have you Carnival, seen we could the Texas go. Chainsaw Massacre Part I was, Two. I was gonna say Texas Chainsaw, absolutely. Yes, Chop Top's uh, great. Devil's Rejects, yeah. I, I yeah. just, I really like his catalog of work, and I like who he is as a human. So yeah. So we're gonna be talking yeah. about Bill. Of course, we're uh, we're sponsoring Time Bomb Pro Wrestling again coming up in uh, in October uh, on October thirteenth mm-hmm. at the Sanctuary here in Fargo. They uh, promise there the will area. be blood this time. Yeah, there's gonna be steel blood. cage match, four corners of pain death match. Filthy Tom Lawler is going to punch Jordan in the face. It's going to be, as much as I'm looking forward to the blood and the death match stuff, my favorite moment of that night is going to be watching Filthy Tom Lawler punch Jordan in the face. That's going to be so great. I really liked Jordan, so I will be rooting for Jordan. Jordan was a very awesome person. Okay, Michelle, we're going to have to have a conversation somewhere down the line about a thing called kayfabe. I'll fill you in on all the details. Uh, I root for the villains. Is that okay? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, look, this we've already gone far off the rails on this. Everybody's already stopped listening. I'll tell you all about it off the air. Say goodnight, Michelle. Okay. Good night, Michelle. <laughs>